This week on Erotic Awakening, slaves with too much power and valueless callers. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week, patron supporters receive bonus content, including a 100% discount on the Mindfulness in Service Workshop. Head over to the patreon.com slash erotic awakening today and get your bonus content and support the show. And thank you to our latest supporters like Amanda, Matthew, Ash, Aaron, and Ray. That's kind of cool. I like the things. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. You like it because you're watching Lost Girl again, and Ash is one of them. Exactly. And Rain is always a cool name. Oh, we know plenty of Amandas. And Matthews and Aaron's. And so welcome, everybody. Thank you for supporting the podcast and supporting the work that we do. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about, later we'll talk about valueless callers. But first on, we're going to talk about, so you have a, a slave circle or a, a, what do you call it, submissive circle? I call it a follower chat. Follower chat. Yes. About slaves with too much power. And I, in general, tend to have followers, submissives, etc., that are very powerful people. Who say, do they have too much power or do they just want too much control? Or is that it, two different things? That's a thinker. That huh? That's a thinker. And because what we're talking about is so people like yourself, you have a lot of energy, a lot of intelligence, fortitude, and don't really need a leader to tell you, oh, hey, you forgot to take a shower today. You didn't brush your teeth, that kind of thing. And even at a higher level, right? When you run your to-do list, you're running your to-do list. I will add things to it, but 80% of what you do, you're deciding, okay, today I'm going to do that. And you go off and do the thing. That is very true. So, so usually in the morning, I'm like, so I'm going to be doing these things today, if that's okay with you. And then we, we <laughs> add to that. In that what needs to be done. So we take that, that personality, that person that you are, mm-hmm. and then we add in the fact that you can perfectly make plenty of decisions. I don't let you make some decisions. And I actually right. make decisions against what you might have decided to do. You do. So how do you, as a follower, get to a place when you're already a competent human being of releasing some of that power, releasing that desire to be in control and letting that leader be the leader. And I want to make sure that you don't throw it back on, oh, you got to have a good leader. What is the internal work that you and followers do to let go of that need to be in control or even that desire to be in charge when you're pretty confident that you actually could make the best decision? Well, that's kind of tricky, right? So let, let's see if I can let my, my brain kind of ramble here. So one of the things that I have figured out that is important for me is the whole idea of not being in charge because I don't always make the best decision. I tend to make decisions, not all the time. Sometimes it's based on research. Sometimes it's based on truly believing a thing, but sometimes it's also based on fear. And I know for me... I like to follow someone that doesn't always make decisions based on fear, okay. which means they have another way of looking at things. So sometimes I may even have to ask you, okay, so why are you having me do that? Because I can't see past 
the past experience, the past baggage, mm-hmm. the, the whatever. But I have found, I, I have just found in my, my life tends to run better if I can surrender to something or someone else. And sometimes it's both. So, because I also surrender in my spiritual path. Right, right. right. Okay. And so, I don't know if that's related or not, but what know. part of the journey for you, at what point, 20 years ago, when you and I first got together, mm-hmm. I clearly recall telling you, to, and this is just a, a, a naughty one, take off your shirt and walk into this room where five other people were sitting there. Right. You ended up doing that, if I remember correctly. The shirt one? No, I ended up, I don't remember on that one. But in, in that instance, the idea of giving up that control, giving up your power is hot. But beyond that, it was very challenging. So is it yes. just because it's hot that you got beyond that? What is the key? So, you know, this comes from, I recently saw this posted on, and that's what brought it to my mind was, mm-hmm. how did, what do you tell those followers that are having those struggles and giving up their, maybe they've been single for a number of years. Maybe they've been in a situation like yours where you were not single, but you were head of household. I was head of household, so I had to make the decisions or we would have lived on the street. Yep. Right? So I, I had to make the decision. So what is one thing One thing you would recommend that a follower needs to do to be able to let go of clinging to that power? So this is what's hot for me, I guess. The thing that they need to do is to let go of the control, to let go of the power and trust in another individual. So that's my major thing. I don't trust a lot of people and I needed to be able to trust someone else to make it further on my path as a human being in general. And that trust allows me to follow. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of faith. And like I said, and that just helps my whole growth i completely agree that trust is key and you're, and you're still okay so and you're still no, gonna ask me no i'm not how do you ahead. learn how did you get to trust what is it that you what is it and we're not gonna say you trusting me right but in general how do you convince a follower it's okay to trust their leader wow because there's, there's a spot before trust trust is a to me faith is automatic trust is a learned have to do that. See, I don't agree that faith is automatic. Faith is automatic after you've established trust. After you've established trust. That's what I should okay, have said. So, but, but trust is literally having to self-talk with yourself. This is what I want to do. I feel like this path is valuable for me. We literally sat down, you and me, and you said, I need to be responsible for a human being because I've never done that before. That is part of my growth. And I said, ooh, I need to trust another human being. That is the only way I'm going to grow. So it's literally self-talk. It is Dan makes a decision. Dorn thinks her decision is better. Oh, wait a minute. I agreed to follow. I'm going to follow. And over time, experience tells me that you make good decisions. You have my and our best interest at heart. You don't do things just to flaunt your ego, bar your little flexes. You do have <laughs> those, but you're not going to do that on huge decisions, right? You take the time, and, and this is very personal, so I don't know what to tell other people except to 
trust that if this is the relationship you're supposed to be in, it's going to work out and your partner has your best interest in heart. Part of it, I think, is even a little bit, and we don't want to dick around with words a whole lot, but even pre-trust, there it is just this, and maybe that is trust, where you are making a logical, you're making a, a mental decision. To it is. let the other person do it, regardless of how you it feel about it. Very much self-talk. Very much, this is what I signed up for. So this is what I'm going to do. How can you have your seat of power if I'm always pulling it back when I've already agreed to follow? Right. So if I don't follow after knowing this is the right thing for me, right? It, it's a feeling. It's a knowing. It's logic. It's emotions. It's all those things. If I keep pulling that power back, not only does it fuck with your seat of power as a leader, it fucks with my seat of power as a follower, mm -hmm. right? And our dynamic is what works for us. So if I keep pulling it back, you're, you're going to stop wanting to lead. I completely agree. It's funny to think of the, the class that I do called Master Hank, which mm -hmm. is the evolved full-scale leader Without reservation, yeah. where I assume that you're, whether you trust me, faith, or whatever, you're going to do what I tell you to do. And Checkers is the only person that saw that class and said, yep, I want some of that. Yeah. Other two people that have ended up in some form of my collar have both started by seeing that class saying, well, that bullshit. I don't need any <laughs> of that crap in my life. I might give up a little bit of power. I wouldn't want to give up power to that extent. So for leaders, what you have to do to help your follower get there is you don't start off full bore right off the bat. Right. You start off with a little bit and show them that you can be trusted with this little bit. We call that DS light. So actually, when we first started ourselves many years ago, kind of like in 99, mm -hmm. some years ago, 19, we did little by little and we did weekends. And we did, oh, we're going to use a code word. Let's put a piece of leather thong around your neck and, and try it out. And it just got to where we couldn't turn it off, mm -hmm. right? This was our natural state. This is what made my heart being able to follow someone and knowing they have my best interest at heart and can make better decisions than I can, right? So it, it's, you do, a, you do a good job. Look What's at me. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. I don't think that one of the ways I would guess for a follower to release some of that control is stop wondering about the better decision. Right. Yeah, that is very true. There are many valid decisions, right? So there's many valid decisions. And for me, I've been a black and white thinker for so long that I keep thinking there's right and wrong. And that if your answer's right, then my answer's wrong. And when you come from relationships and, and bio families and stuff, that it's all about the winner, mm -hmm. that can be a very hard habit to break, right? So I had to get into the place of, oh, yeah, my answer could absolutely have worked. Your answer is just as valid. And it doesn't mean that one's better than the other. We're just going to do things your way. And over time and with experience, I've realized, and, and this was only a couple of years in, right? It's not like this is something new, but what I realized was that even if you make a mistake because you're human and that's mm -hmm. what humans do, 
you'll apologize if it's needed and fix the situation and we move on. So you literally have the best interest of us and, and all of this. You have the best interest at heart, even if it benefits you. Right. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with that. And sometimes, like you mentioned earlier, the flex because it fits. Yeah. But the reality is you as a leader do make a mistake. You have to be willing to course correct and own that course correction. Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to help a follower develop that trust. Right, right. So it is, it is an ongoing thing. I don't think, you know, one of the reasons I have a lot of trust in you is because we already knew each other as friends. Right. Right. You know, I saw you do the work because you wanted to become a better person and I watched you do the work and then I wanted to do the work to become a, a better person. And that's just the language I'm using right now. That's just our environment. Right. Doesn't mean it's yours. And I don't know that as a follower, like if you and I broke up and I found another leader, I don't know that that is going to that I'll just be able to jump right into it a new person is going to have to prove that they're trustworthy as well. So this is actually a lot of what we're talking about here comes from some of the classes that we teach mm-hmm. as well as some of them. Well, it all comes from personal experience and gets translated into the classes that we teach. And the book that we wrote, Hearts and Colors. You can catch those classes places like Kansas City, Chicago, and Minnesota. And the Zoom events, we have long distance relationships and Reiki one coming but you can keep up with all of the events, book news, discounts, more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout out, which is what everybody signed up for. They do, like Jessica in Ohio. Stevie. Oh, that's Stevie Hicks in Colorado. The original? I don't know. I don't know. Monica in Texas. Rebecca in Texas. Good old 705 in Jersey. Pup Spark in Missouri. See you soon. Marion in Texas. Lex in Illinois. D in Toronto. Asetis. They didn't give a location. There's mm-hmm. a few that didn't give a location. Michael in Atlantic City. Sweetest Quim in Australia. Amanda in Illinois. I just love that name, Sweetest Quim. Vincent in Illinois. Amber the Rope Slut in Ohio. We know her. And then SDCSD in Kentucky. Gordon. Carly. Deshaun. Rick from Dallas. Sparkles from California. And Chris from Ohio. Head on over to neuroticawakening.com and subscribe today. Usually we don't do all of those at one time when there's a whole bunch of them, but we took a break and some of these- We're about a month behind, yes. About a month behind. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Someone actually, I believe it was Pup Spark, wrote recently that they have been listening to the backlog of episodes they've listened to all of our episodes about collars and they had a question okay what do you how do you explain to somebody the significance of a collar maybe they're used to from the pup community where a collar's a really different thing oh well that would make sense how uh, collars and pups and how that's slightly different than like in a power exchange relationship so how do i explain basically my explanation is is that for some of us it's like a wedding ring We did the collaring before we got married. We didn't even think we were going to get married. So the collaring was all about this huge commitment. We took a year and a half to do the DS Lite to see if it was going to work for us. And then to build the contract and to talk and talk and talk and talk. So when we did the collaring, I mean, hell, there was a huge ritual around. We had one of our friends officiate. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was a 
whole thing, just like it was a wedding. Fair. So true, it's, true. So for me and others that I know, that's the importance of it is it shows commitment to this full-time relationship. See, and I like that description a lot better. And that, that's how I would explain to people. First off, I would say it means different things to different people, so right. that's fine. Right. The other thing I would say for us, it is a symbol of commitment. It is a commitment to mm -hmm. this path of power exchange. It is a commitment between the two or potentially more people. Right. And it needs to last for at least a, for a significant amount of time. Now, how much time depends on the situation. And there are some various factors. Right. You and I have been together for 20 years. I've had people in my collar for four years. I've had people. Okay. What was it? 24 years. Other people currently in a power change relationship with me for less time without any actual here's how, it's going to go two years or four years anything like that but it is a commitment it is a commitment you stick with it for a while and you are building something to, right that that's all you that's all i would do is now beyond that it means different things to different people but that's the bare minimum yeah. for me when i'm and, describing what a collar and, is. and some people are aware of this and I can actually remember being at a swing club of all places mm -hmm. and they were having a fetish night or something. And I was wearing not only my day collar, but I had on my play leather collar, mm -hmm. right, which I've had for a really long time. And someone came up to me and they're like, Dawn, I, I, I don't want you to take this, but I'm going to put a collar on my boy tonight and I'm taking it off tomorrow. And I know how much this means to you right. and how much it means to the leather community or the power exchange community. So I, I just don't want you to take offense because I know there's this thing about Velcro collars, mm. right? Which is people taking on and off really fast and not really getting into the commitment. And she's like, so I don't want you. And I'm like, oh, my God, people do collars for different reasons. This is why I do this for me. You do you, right? You don't have to explain to me why you're doing things. If someone wants to know why this is so important to me, I'll explain but I also realize that it is different for everybody. And for some people, it is just decoration. I don't assume someone is owned just because they're wearing a collar. I have made that mistake. Or did you make the mistake? One of us, we were at a comic convention. Gen Con? Okay. Something like that. And someone was wearing a collar. And I think I went up to him and went, Oh, it's so great to see our people here. Are you with your owner? And they just looked at me cross-eyed because they had no clue what I was talking yes. about. Wrong environment. I, because some people do wear it for the, the accessory aspect of it. I often, I'll ask people, what does that collar signify to you? That's what I do. You can tell us what the collar signifies to you. Head over to our question of the day thread on our Discord. You can find a link to that at eroticawakening.com. And we have a great Discord group. So we do. Lots of good, lots of good info there. So, and then tentacles and food on boobs. You would think we would have a lot more and we probably do on Discord. But we've been so busy trying to put ourselves back together that I haven't paid as much attention to Discord as I should. But the patrons on there, there's a patron section and there's a not safe for work channel. And they like to feed us pictures all the time. They do? So I think you got some this time. Meat lovers edible underwear. That's not food on boobs, but I'll take it. That there came out of Minotaurus. Oh, awesome. And a bacon bra. That is food on boobs. And that was from Nobilis. Nice. And an AI-generated... Oh, this was for both of us. AI-generated tentacles with ice cream on boobs. By D. Yes. You did not see the crib. 
No. There's a crib with tentacles blab out of it. Yuck. That's going to be an interesting child. <laughs> so I have been trying to keep up a little bit of break from Instagram, mm -hmm. but I have started posting again recently. So when we took a couple of months off, we really took a couple of months off. I think it's only been a month. A couple of weeks. Be a part of the Erotic Awakening podcast community. You can support us on Patreon and get early access to the podcast, a free version of the audiobook polyamory toolkit, free ebooks, exclusive chats, member-only Discord access, and other content. Find all the goodies patreon.com slash erotic awakening today. So, and then help others find us. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Ooh, Stitcher's thing anymore, nope. huh? Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Awesome. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. We do. Contact us with questions, <laughs> podcast comments, or just a... Ah. You can find us at on FetLife as Dan and Dawn. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs>